Welcome to the Jedi Praxeum, brought to you by Arcanator Jedi Templar, here at Anchor Radio, Spotify, iTunes, or wherever else you listen to your podcast. Hey everybody, it's your host, MJ Hannigan, and welcome back to the Jedi Praxeum. Today we're going to do a quick conversation. We're going to talk about attachment, and how attachments are forbidden. What is attachment? Attachment is a feeling of love or strong connection to someone or something. In order to talk about this better, we're going to go back and discuss some of the Old Republic. Well, not necessarily Old Republic, but I guess at the time it was called the Republic. And, you know, of course, we talk about EU. I very rarely use the Disney canon when I use uh, resource material for any of my podcasts, either for... Arcan Jedi Templar or Jedi Realist Radio, simply because, you know, perhaps it's my attachment towards the EU. The EU, uh, for better or for worse, was a really great storyline. It covered some awesome things. The New Jedi Order were pretty badass. And in truth, I used a lot of the old EU books as a way of working on my reading skills, because God knows when I graduated high school, my reading skills were horrible, and the dyslexia didn't help. But in any event, let's talk about Obi-Wan's Jedi Order. Alright, first and foremost, let's have fun, let's take some inventory. I know in recovery, it's something everybody says, you do not take anybody's inventory, but let's be honest, it happens way too much. But we're going to take inventory from Anakin, Yoda, and Mace. Alright, for Anakin, when people talk about his downfall and his attachments, people love to talk about his attachment to Obi-Wan, to Ahsoka, and to Padme. Yes, Anakin had an attachment to his teacher. Obi-Wan was his father figure. We need to remember, Anakin was not raised in a Jedi Temple. Anakin knew what it was like to have a mother, so he did have a mother attachment, kind of, sort of, but not necessarily the way people think. But his father attachment was Obi-Wan. Obi-Wan was his mentor, and what he saw would have been his father figure. Later, you could say, well, they kind of grew up to be brothers, yada, 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 and Obi-Wan did say that in Revenge of the Sith. But in truth, Obi-Wan was Anakin's father figure. Anakin broke the rules how many times by saving Obi-Wan's life? In fact, this was... Anakin's perhaps greatest character defect uh, that gets discussed in Revenge of the Sith. Anakin put Obi-Wan's life before the mission. If it was save Obi-Wan or complete the mission or save whoever it was, one of his friends, or the mission, Anakin always chose the the person, you know, Obi-Wan or whatever other person he was saving over the mission. We've seen it countless times, and I think actually the Clone Wars actually shows one of us on how many times he put his friendship before the mission. This can be quite unhealthy, unfortunately. Yes, guys, the mission does have to come first from time to time, but having your loyalties to friends is a great thing, but it can be a fatal flaw. The question that you have to ask yourself is, if you're putting your loyalty to your friends, are your friends putting that same loyalty back to you? In my own life, I could say there are people that this is a hell yes. There are other times in my life of people I've 
you know, come across or considered friends at one point in time or another. Unfortunately, uh, my attachment towards those friendships, not necessarily the same results. Um, it is what it is. We all have those people in our lives or had those people in our lives. No matter how old you are, be it a teenager, 20s, 30s, 40s or up, we've all had it. All right. So, again, Obi-Wan was a teacher. He was the mentor. Anakin's strong attachment is kind of a problem. Is this really that uncommon, though? Um, how many people have been in martial art classes and trained with a specific teacher for a certain period of time, only to find out that that teacher was no longer going to be teaching at that branch and somebody else was coming in? And that tends to happen and students leave. Why do students leave? Well, because instead of being committed to the program, being committed to whatever martial arts style or school it was, their loyalties went more towards their teachers. So if the teacher decided, hey, I'm going to leave the school and start my own, the student's loyalty to the school was gone because of a perhaps an unhealthy attachment to the teacher. So again... This is not exactly uncommon. Let's talk about Anakin's attachment to Ahsoka. This is a fun one to really explore and go through. Ahsoka, as part of the Disney, or sorry, as part of the Star Wars canon, is kind of in her own branch. She has two different variations of canon. One, simply the Clone Wars TV show canon, which goes kind of with Disney Star Wars, but they kind of twisted it too, so... But Ahsoka is also part of Disney canon. She was never actually a part of the EU canon. But for all of us old school fans, we loved the Clone Wars. And we kind of overlooked that. But Anakin was fiercely loyal to Ahsoka. From the minute he told her you would never make it as Obi-Wan's Padawan, but you might just make it as mine, to the minute she left the Jedi Order, and then whatever else happened in Season 7, and, you know, there are... Uh, reconciliation. Anakin was fairly fiercely loyal to Ahsoka. And in my opinion, even though it was already predetermined, Ahsoka, Anakin losing Ahsoka, Anakin losing Snips, if you will, um, was perhaps the greatest beating he took within the Jedi Order. Because, yes, she left the Jedi Order. She did not necessarily leave him. But he took it as her leaving him, and that attachment was perhaps his breaking point. People can say it's Padme, and we'll talk about that. But in Shoot Be Told, I think Snips was Anakin's Achilles heel, and it really started his downfall, if you will. He loved Ahsoka. Um... She was his student, and he was going to do everything he could to train her not only to the best of his ability, to take her to the max of her ability, but to make sure that she was twice or three times a greater Jedi than he ever could be. Because as a teacher, that's the first and foremost thing. You are not trying to have your students be worse than you. Every teacher, every martial art instructor, every Jedi Master who actually gives a damn about the community, their number one goal is to make sure that the people behind them 
one day become ahead of them, that they are better than the teacher ever could be. I know in a lot of traditional martial arts, you hear people talk like, oh, I can never be as big, good as my grandmaster because my grandmaster is Barney Badass, yada, yada, yada. And rightfully so in some situations. But at the same time, that grandmaster wants their students and their student students and their student student students to be better than them. You know, they set the role or they set the roadmap. They have the example. But, you know, the next generation should push that bar up even higher. And a generation after that, and a generation after that. So, in truth, your style should be a lot better from one generation to the next. I know as students, we pull that false humility card and say, no, I could never be that good. That's a problem for the students. And that's part of their attachment problem that they can never be better than their teachers. But, you know, going back, Anakin's attachment to Ahsoka was real. And if you think back, that's actually why Yoda assigned Ahsoka to Anakin. Because, um, what was it? He's ready to be a teacher, but, you know, is he ready to let go of his student is the problem. And uh, Master Andola um, also, with her uh, Padawan uh, Barisofi, that lesson was also reapplied, I think it was later season one or perhaps season two, where they thought Ahsoka and Varys, you know, died and Anakin's like, no, no, I'm not going to give up on her. She'll figure it out and, you know, whatever. That shows his attachment to her. And teachers being attached to their students, it can be a very unhealthy attachment. It's an overprotective parent kind of vibe concept. And it's real, and it's it can be a character defect if you allow it to be. Uh, letting go of students is not an easy process, no matter how bad that breakup may have been. Because there is that connection that's going to be there for life. And regardless if you want to admit it or deny it, it doesn't really matter. The attachment's real, and when student, when teachers lose students... It really is a difficult thing. Now, the same could be done if you're talking about recovery. Um, when you sponsor people. And lo and behold, one day they relapse. As a sponsor, you're, you know, part of you does go through the, what did I do wrong? Should I have answered my phone last night? Should I have suggested them to do something else? Should I have suggested them to find a different sponsor? What did I do wrong? Anybody who's ever sponsored anybody can, if you ask them in private and without any documentation being done, they'll probably tell you that, hey, you know what? This is one of my big fears of if I sponsor people and, and they overdose or we're still the overdose and die, you know, do you beat yourself up over it? A lot of them are probably going to say yes. Even though... <laughs> In public, many will say, no, that was their decision, it was their choice, da 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 Internal, you know, and it is their decision, it is their choice. But internally, you do go through the concept of, where did I screw up? What could I have done differently? da 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 it, it might sound really odd to say sponsor and sponsee in relationship to student-teacher, in relationship to master Padawan. But in truth, there's a lot of correspondence there. They go very well together. All right, let's talk about Anakin's last 
perhaps character defect or fatal flaw, if you will, his attachment to Padme. This was perhaps an unhealthy attachment from day one. And, you know, people always bring up, oh, Jedi can't get into relationships, Jedi can't find love, da-da-da-da. It's actually not true. It is okay to find love, to experience love, to have friends, to have romantic relationships. That's all fine. As humans, where this becomes a problem for us is we end up caring too much or we end up caring too deeply. And when we lose these relationships or these romantic relationships, they tend to hurt us and they tend to hurt us to an extreme level. And perhaps from a romantic relationship point of view, the reason why they hurt as much or why there's so much negative attachment is because we've all been in relationships. We've all been in relationships that ended. Uh, some of them were very long-term relationships. Others, maybe not so much. But when you enter into a couple situation, you tend to kind of forget part of who you are. And you get blended into a couple relationship, or not a couple relationship, but a, a couple identity. And this is where it becomes very unhealthy. Um, when you're in a relationship, love the person you're with, significant other, you know, cool, whatever your relationship or your friendships, love your friends, spend as much time as you can, you know, that's healthy, cool. But in the words of a, got a set from later in the books, it was, uh, Never love anyone or anything so much that you cannot um, lose them. That, you know, losing them would tear you apart. And it's funny that it's coming from a set that I'm using it for a Jedi Realist Radio quote, but it's actually very true. Love the house you're in, love your job, love your friends, love your significant other, but do not love anyone or anything so much that you cannot bear losing it you know you can get a new house you can get a new car you can move from cities i mean god honestly if i had to give up my house now put it up for sale or just walk away from it honestly if i have my car a couple sets of clothes uh, my portable chargers i'll figure it out i will be okay i'll manage i do believe in a concept of travel light and, you know, well, yeah, I, I have owned a home for longer than what people realize. But anybody who knows me can be like, yeah, I remember Hannigan. Yeah, he moved from one city to the next and he had a duffel bag with some clothes and a laptop. Yeah, I can do that. There's nothing in my life uh, right now. I, if I lose it, you know, part of me will have that sadness and that grief or, you know, whatever it is what it is. But it won't be that unbearable. It won't take me over the edge where I contemplate rather I want to live or not live. Better way to put that for a podcast. Um, this is where we need to understand life. It's okay to have things. Admittedly, I'm not a possession person, as I mentioned, but it's okay. It's okay to have friends. It's okay to care about your friends and to sacrifice for your friends and to do it for your friends. But again, you have to ask yourself, will your friends do the same for you? Will they walk away from a group or an organization or a school 
um, for you, for you because of situations or will they stick around and, you know, be okay with that? If they do, then you know what kind of person they are. If they don't, you know what kind of person they are. Cool. It, it, it is what it is. All right. Let's talk about Yoda. Let's take his inventory for a minute. Yoda's attachment was actually even more unhealthy than Anakin's. Yoda was obsessed with holding the old traditions of the Jedi. Nobody actually knows how old Yoda was when he joined the Jedi Order. But let's throw out a number. Let's say Yoda became a Jedi Knight at the age of 200 years old. Could have been earlier, could have been later. I honestly don't know. But Yoda made it his mission to uphold the Jedi teachings the same Jedi teachings for his entire Jedi career. So the way he was taught was the way he taught his the younglings, the way he taught the Padawans, and the way he mentored the Jedi Council. He never allowed them to grow and develop. And in the book version of Repent of the Sith, he does admit that his biggest failure was he failed the Jedi Order by not allowing them to grow and develop. One of the biggest concepts we have to realize is we need to evolve. We need to grow. We need to develop. Life is not the same today as it was 400 years ago. It's very much different. And as Jedi realists, we need to go with the times and understand that, you know, not everything is going to be the same. And if you are the same after 20, 30 years from being with the Jedi Realist community, then you have actually failed yourself. You need to grow. You need to develop. Even views on what the Jedi Code, the Jedi Creed, or the Jedi behaviors, what they mean to, like me as an individual, are not the same today as they were five years ago and as they were in the you know, mid-1990s. It, it my interpretation of them has changed. In fact, my interpretation of what attachment is has very much changed over these years. You know, what you go through, books you read, experiences you've had, all change how you see the world. They all change your perspective. And it's okay. That's evolution. That's the way it's supposed to be. You know, we can't just hold to the old teachings and say this is the way it is, this is the way it's going to be. No, there are times where you have to grow and develop. All right, Mace's character defect. <clears throat> His attachment was actually to the Republic. Mace cared very deeply for the Republic. And it was actually very unhealthy because kind of the same concept of if somebody attacked the Republic, it didn't matter who was right and who was wrong. Mace would still back the Republic no matter what. And that's why his is a very fatal flaw. Now, let's talk about another, you know, great quote. And I'll get off this episode here very shortly. Attachment is the source of all suffering. Anybody know where that comes from? Read about it, anybody? Is it a great Jedi, Jedi realist quote from one of the people in our community? Is it Bruce Lee? People love him for some reason. No. It's actually from Buddha. Buddha, once again, had a great quote. Attachment is the source of all suffering. Again, 
train yourself to let go. Never love anything or anyone so much that you cannot bear to lose it. It's okay to have things. It's okay to love. It's okay to value your friends. But also know a lot of things in our lives are very short term. And short term might be a year, it might be five years, it might be 10 years. But eventually, all those paths end. The road that you had with your friends in high school. How many people still talk to their friends in high school? I have three or four I still talk to, to be honest. Um, but how many friends have you had over the years? How many lovers have you had? All those relationships, they came, they went. Your mission is to enjoy the time that you have, learn the lessons that these friends have to teach you, teach them what you have to offer, enjoy the experience of life, and move on when your relationship's over. Romantic relationship, friendship, martial arts school, it's all the same. Never love anything so much that you cannot bear to lose it. Remember, attachment is the source of all suffering. Train yourself to let go of everything you fear to lose. Love and light. This is Hannigan. I'm out.